Hello and welcome to the ETOF 2-1 Sports Podcast for September 8th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF 2-1 Sports. We have an absolutely phenomenal show lined up for you today. As always, with the start of the NFL season, I am going to be looking back at the Thursday night game on here, telling you my thoughts on the Thursday night game. Then we're going to shift our attention to fantasy football and Nick will come on. Nick and I will give you our Three guys we are building around for the DFS slate. Then, Jim is going to come on. We're going to talk some CFL. And, unfortunately, no Brandon this week as he has a work thing and we could not get our schedules to line up. But, I have Brandon's NASCAR bets and I will be sharing them. I have my NASCAR bets. So, like I said, it is an absolute banger of a show and i'm really looking forward to it as always every tuesday the etop 2 on sports show is live this week wade from wade's bets is this week's special guest wade and i are going to go through the whole slate of games share our best bets for the weekend look back at week one of the nfl season in terms of today guys i have to say it the thing that cracks me up the most about x twitter whatever the fuck it is betting everyone wins you guys ever notice that there's not one sports capper on that site that doesn't have a bad day. And if that's the case, how the fuck are these sports books able to stay in? In I have no idea. I, have, I just find it funny. I just find it absolutely comical that these guys claim to have winning days day after day after day. Kind of funny. Uh, next, partner up with Thrive. Use promo code ETOF2148. Nice little deposit match up to 100% on Thrive Fantasy. Make sure to check that out. I'll be pulling out videos any day there's an NFL game for Thrive Fantasy and talk to you about what parlay cards I'm going to make, stuff like that. Thrive Fantasy 3.2 3. to 1. Great site. Now let's jump into the Thursday game. My Lions somehow won that game last night. Offensively, they only put up 14 points. Six of them, seven of them was on a pick six. One Kadarius Tony uh, dropped the ball. Brian Banch, 50 yard pick six. Things that stood out for me. Number one, I was a little shocked. Like I knew Montgomery was going to be the lead dog, but I didn't expect a three to one for him to out carry Gibbs. Thought it was going to be more two to one. Obviously, to start the season. Campbell is going with the veteran Montgomery as the workhorse back, the back to close the game. Gibbs more of a third down back. Also, I was a little bit surprised with Gibbs' lack in the passing game. For how bad the Chiefs were last year, targeting the running back, defending the running back, only two for 18 kind of stood out for me. Marvin Jones looked bad. Six targets, only two receptions, couple drops. Laporta really impressed, five for 39, St. Brown is St. Brown. But the Chiefs, on the Chiefs' side, obviously Kadarius Tony's drops. And I'm going to say this. If you guys are sliding into Tony's DMs or like, X, like was it? It's not even called tweeting. Whatever it is when you post something about someone on um, um, X or whatever it is, whatever the fuck that's called. It was so bad he had to delete his account. 
it's not like he was trying to lose a game on purpose. He had a bad game. And for as much as everyone wants to make Kadarius Tony into something, we need to remember this is the same guy that got cut by the Giants. And now he's going to be the Chiefs' one number one wide receiver. Got to kind of keep that in mind. Pacheco, Pacheco had four rushes, sorry, four catches and eight carries. I was a little shocked that with how bad Detroit was against the run last year, the Chiefs didn't look to run the ball a little bit more. Chiefs obviously only put up 20. I don't know. It was a weird game. Interesting fourth fourth uh, down selections. Like the Chiefs going for it. Fourth and 25. There was a time before where Campbell and the Lions hit the ball. Fourth and short. And the Chiefs like 40. They punted. But then they get the ball again and they did like to go for it. I don't know. Weird game. Weird fourth uh, down selections. I was amazed by Alaire. Alaire, six for 22, one for seven. I was a little amazed by how much um, Clyde Edwards Alaire was on the, on the field. I thought, like I said, Pacheco was going to get more work. And then McKinnon, who only touched the ball tw- once, had two targets. I thought he was going to be the pass catching back. Rice, I thought, looked good for the, for the Chiefs. But the thing is, is a game like this, where the Lions won the game on the standalone team on national television, they're going to be overvalued. There's going to be value betting the Lions next week. Sorry, fading the Lions next week against the Seahawks, especially the Seahawks lay an egg against the Rams. But like I said, interesting game. Lions, as a Lions fan, first time in a long time that they won a game they're supposed to win and not give it away but those are my thursday night football thoughts now let's shift our attention over to some fantasy football with nick aka at naa fantasy on x we have finally made it to the start of the nfl season and with that each and every week nick and i are going to be building you a dfs cash game lineup so i'd like to welcome nick to the show nick how you doing today my man great eric how you doing Good, good, good. Football is finally here. You are a Chiefs fan. How did you feel last night when my Lions went into Arrowhead and shocked the nation and got a straight-up win? Well, I wouldn't say it was a shock. I mean, I could see it coming. The Lions looked good. The Chiefs looked uh, in shambles. Kadarius Toney should be cut from the team. Um, But, you know, it's week one. What are you going to do? They're going to come back and crush uh, Jacksonville next week, so... He was already cut from the Giants, so that'd be the second team he'd been cut from. <laughs> yeah, well, after last night, I mean, he lost them the game, literally. So, um, so those listening for the first time, this is basically the format where we do the cash game. We don't like the millionaire maker. We're going to give you the quarterback, the running back, and the wide receiver that we are going to look to target and those are going to be the three guys that we kind of build that we do build our team around just going to have an open discussion just kind of go from there important to know we are using DraftKings. DraftKings is a ppr format compared to FanDuel, which is just half a point ppr so with that being said let's jump into the quarterback position with the quarterback position we're looking for a quarterback excuse me that can score 20 points here are the guys I have that can score 20. Hertz, Burrow, Herbert, Tua, Lawrence, Cousins, and Watson. 
How about you, my friend? Who who do you think can score twenty this week? Yeah, I mean, I've got Hertz, uh, Burrow, Herbert, Cousins. I think Lawrence can get there too, um, but I'm not spreading myself too thin, <laughs> so I'm gonna okay. leave it. I'm gonna leave it at that for now. All right, so let's. So basically, the people we agree with are Hertz, Burrow. Herbert and Cousins. Yeah. So we're, we're down to four. All right. So let's let's look at Burrow. Okay. So I'm gonna pull it up right now, and I I am using Stat Muse. Joe Burrow versus Browns. All right. So Burrow versus the Browns. Um. Last game, 18 for 33, 239, two touchdowns, one INT. The game before, 25 for 35, 232, two TDs, one INT. My worry about Burrow, now granted he still could score 20, is he's just coming back. This is his first game. He really hasn't played this preseason. There is kind of that interesting trend, which someone sent me, with quarterbacks that didn't play in the preseason have kind of struggled that first game. Mm-hmm. So with I'm, and I'm looking at my list. That's all these guys. So we really can't use that parameter. <laughs> all yeah, these guys- yeah, it's 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 becoming more common, you know, for them not to play a preseason. I mean, one thing. Burrow finally got his first win against the Browns in the last game they played against the Browns in 2022. He's 1-4 against them in his career. He hasn't put up, like, big numbers. I also like to kind of stay away from divisional games in these because they usually – they tend to be lower scoring. The last time they played, Burrow finally got the win. They won 23-10. to Nobody really lit up the scoreboard on – you know, in that game either. Okay, so let's take him out. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's cross out um, Joey Burrow. Now, let's talk about Hurts. The one thing about Hurts is he's playing a Belichick defense. <laughs> yeah. That's a, little worrisome. That's a little worrisome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're, you know, Belichick's going to take away your biggest weapon and that's going to be Hertz's legs so but in contrast to that I think he he's going to force he's going to force Hertz to throw more which could lead to a big day for AJ Brown or Devonta Smith um, I still think Hertz can get over 20 points on the road in their first game but I I don't like his matchup as much as others now all right so wait. The one thing with Hertz, though, as I'm looking at him, is he's 7,800. Yeah. And, I mean, when you just – so if, if we're going to play the role of Belichick, what do you think he's going to do? Do you think he's going to take away the pass game, or do you think he's going to take away Hertz's rushing ability? No, he's going to take away Hertz's rushing ability, make him throw the ball. Okay. All right. So if we're not going to get the rushing upside from Hertz, I really feel paying up for him isn't the best option. No. Mm-mm. So that's going to leave us down to Justin Herbert or Kirk Cousins. 
So Herbert um, against the Dolphins last season, but important to note that was when Vangio wasn't there. He was 39 for 51, 376, one tutty. You know, that that. one, you love the one tutty. Um, I, lo- I love the 376 and then only throws one touchdown. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Um, but, I mean, I, how can I wear this? With Kellen Moore, he is going to throw the ball down the field more. When Herbert, okay, so these are Herbert's, these are Herbert's against Vangio's defense, okay? When Vangio was with Denver. Um, 29 for 43, 278, three TDs, two INTs. 21 for 33, 253, one TD, zero INTs. 28 for 44, 303, two TDs, and two INTs. So we got to figure, we're at least going to get probably two TDs from a passing. And he's going to be about 275. Yeah. That kind of puts Herbert in play. Yeah, he's familiar with Fangio's defense. Obviously, he's played he's played against him when he was head coach at Denver. And yeah, you're right. I mean, Kellen Moore's going to open up more downfield plays for Herbert. And uh, Jalen Ramsey's out too, by the way. Okay. Um, now we have Cousins here. And Cousins, I mean, we talked about how it's a little bit of a struggle for the Buccaneers defense when we – oh, no, actually, I have to take that back. When I was doing my AFC South preview, I talked about how I think their defense is going to struggle um, defending the pass. Do you feel like we should attack Cousins here with that being the Tampa Bay defense is going to be a little weak or this is going to be a game – the risk is if the Vikings get out to a big lead, Cousins isn't going to throw. Yeah, I mean, I I think you and I look at this the same way. I mean, Cousins is only 6,300, with it, which I think is a good price. It's not a divisional matchup. The Buccaneers are, you know, known to be stingy against a run, so Cousins is going to throw. The other side of it, that we look at as well is this game could end up being a shootout due to the fact that the Viking secondary is trash and cousins could end up having to, you know, throw the ball even more than he wants to, um, to keep up. I know that people say Tampa Bay's offense is going to struggle with Baker Mayfield, but he's still got a lot of weapons there that he can get the ball to. So the, the game could be a shootout. Baker doesn't care. Baker just throws a goddamn ball. I, I know. <laughs> I know. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't care at all. And he's got the weapons. So I mean he's gonna... with the Vikings with the Vikings defensive struggles, I think this game is gonna be closer. I think if we lose I think Cousins is gonna get that 20 points that we kind of look toward. And with well, that means the game's gonna be close because the game's close, he's gonna get 20. So yeah. Let's go. Um, 
Kirk Cousins. And 6300 is a good price for a quarterback yeah, gonna at up. home. It's going to free stuff up. Now, yeah. let's shift our attention over to the running back position. These are the running backs I like. B. John Robinson. Derrick Henry. Stevenson. Aaron Jones. Damian Pierce. Javante Williams. Miles Sanders. Jamal Williams. Now, one thing with Bijan. He's 8,000. Okay. Derrick Henry, 7,800. Stevenson, 7,000. There's these guys that have potential to be these dogs that are really underpriced. Yeah. I know. What running back are you looking to target? I mean, I think Bijan, Bijan's going to be the workhorse. You know, Carolina's defense is middle of the road. Uh, against the run, but again, he's 8,000. And we haven't seen him play a single game in the NFL besides, you know, a couple of snaps in preseason. You know, that's a risky play being the most expensive running back and you've never seen him play a full, real NFL football game. So I, you know, obviously he has a potential, but I'm going to stay away from Robinson. Uh, Derrick Henry, obviously we know what he can do. Um, He's 7,800 though. Uh, I also, I kind of like Joe Mixon because P Ryan's gone. Um, the last time he played the Browns, he had 14 carries for 96 yards. You know, mm-hmm. if he does that again, gets a touchdown out of it. Like that's, that's a good number. Um, plus you have to remember in DraftKings you do get a three point bonus for a hundred yard rushing game. So if he gets that, he gets an extra three points there. Um, I also like Aaron Jones. I like Aaron Jones even more now because I just found out that Christian Watson is out for the Packers and Romeo Dobbs is questionable. So love is without two of his, probably two of his top wide receivers who weren't even that top to begin with. (laughs) Um, So Jones and Dylan are going to be having to run the football a lot. Um, And the last time Jones played against the bear, well, the first game they played against the bears last year, he had, 170 total yards and two touchdowns. So he knows how to gash the Bears. Um, so and Alec Jones, 132 of those were off the ground. Exactly. So yeah. <laughs> and he got a touchdown receiving and rushing. And then I'm with you on Pierce. Pierce is clear number one. He's going to get the workload, but he does face a tough road test week one against Baltimore. Um, I like Javante Williams. Uh, I think J- Williams at home. Uh, Vegas was not good last year against the run. They were 28th in the league. And, you know, obviously Williams is going to have a big role in that offense. And then I'm also, I also like Miles Sanders as well. He's another guy who's going to have a big role in the rushing and passing game. Now that he's in Carolina, he's the guy. Um, and Atlanta was middle of the road against the run last year too. All right. So let's play devil's advocate here. Let's kind of dwindle this down. My issue with Joe Mixon is this. They got Zadarius Smith. That's my thing with Joe Mixon. Now there's two stud defensive linemen. Yeah. My worry point with Damian Pierce, who I who I had on my list, was if this game gets off the game script, he's not much of a pass catcher. Yep. Javante Williams, first one coming back from a knee. Yep. So that's a worry point. Miles Sanders, 
you and I are both high in Atlanta. Another one, if this gets off the game script, is he going to be a factor in the passing game? He's shown he has been before. My issue with Derrick Henry is why happens if Spears becomes more of a little bit of a factor. Um, you know what I mean? If he doesn't get as much workload. Yeah. I mean, if I had to dwindle this down, I get I get the concerns about Bijan that you mentioned. But no Burnsy, which hurts the front line of the defense of the Panthers. And it's a run first team. And I'll just tell you what, I just, I really feel that LaFleur doesn't want love to feel uncomfortable. And I think they're going, I, you, you know what I mean? I don't think LaFleur is going to put him. I think LaFleur is going to go in there with the mindset. Hey, you know what? We don't need Rogers. We're going to show him what's up. We're going to lean on this running game. I just, I, I, I kind of feel like the play is Jones or, or Robinson. Stevenson, you didn't put you're not you're not in on Stevenson, right? No, no. I'm not in on Stevenson because of that that defensive line that the Eagles have. No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> no, no, right. no. So with that being said, Bijan or Derrick Henry. No, no, no. Bijan or excuse me, Bijan or Aaron yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, as talking through this, I'm talking myself into Aaron Jones, um, okay. just because you're right, absolutely right. Lafleur is going to want to give, uh, love the comf- make him feel comfortable, and the, you know, honestly, the Bears aren't going to blow out the Packers in that game. You know, it's going to be, it, it's not, it's not going to be a blowout, even if the Packers struggle because they're without wide receivers they're still going to be able to run the ball with Jones and Dylan. And I, I actually, I, I like Aaron Jones here okay. and he's 6,300 again. So we got another, I know. And that's going to be a low price guy that opens stuff up. Yeah. Now, lastly, the wide receiver, we got Jefferson who we could stack with cousins, but in the cash game, I really don't like doing that. We got Tyree kill. Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Hopkins, Lockett, Ridley, Evans, Pittman, Cooper, Samuels, and I think DeAndre Johnson's in play. Where are you at, my friend? Yeah, uh, I'm with A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Calvin Ridley, Chris Olave, Mike Evans, Mike Williams, Drake London, and Deontay Johnson. Now, I know you have the top guys in there, Jefferson, Hill, Chase, Adams, you know, but we're not stacking Jefferson, as we just talked about. Hill, I'm not in on because Tua really struggled in the game last year against the Chargers. And I know Tyreek had a 57-yard touchdown catch, but they literally only had two big plays in that game. And that was it. And it was like 117 yards total out of those two plays and then nothing. So, and then chase another divisional game could be underwhelming. Devonte Adams is an option, but 
I'm starting at I'm starting at AJ Brown, like I talked about earlier. I think Hertz is gonna be forced to throw the ball. So I like I like Brown and Smith. Um obviously I'm all over Calvin Ridley. I love Calvin Ridley. Um and the Colts are a mess. So um I like Chris Olave as well. Um, Tennessee was one of the worst teams against the pass last year. Uh, so I'm, I'm in on Chris Olave. Uh, Mike Evans, as we talked about, Minnesota's secondary is trash. So Baker could be thrown to Mike Evans. He could be eaten all day there. Um, Mike Williams lit up the Dolphins last year. And with Ramsey out, he could be a downfield threat, especially with the Kellen Moore offense now. Drake London, target hog last season at the end of the year. And Carolina was 29th against the pass last year. And then uh, I like Deontay Johnson too, as you said. San Francisco was getting beat all the time last year by guys that are like Deontay Johnson. So I like that as a little low-budget sneaky play. So let's look at this. So here's the thing. All right, let's kind of talk this out. Now we have to play devil's advocate here. We have to, yeah. we, have, we have to kind of, my worry with Olave is the, is the offensive line of the Saints. Like mm-hmm. that is just straight my worry. The offensive line of the States, Saints, Carr in a new system. This is like, a, what, seventh system, seventh new system in eight years. So that's a little worrisome for me. Number two. Um, Drake London game could be a blow up. Mike Williams underpriced. I liked Mike Evans. You know, we talked about how bad the Vikings defense was going to be in our team by team preview. So I really like that. Yep. AJ Brown again, whams the game gets off script. Calvin Ridley off script. Deontay Johnson's interest. I think Deontay Johnson is going to be insanely underpriced because of the um the watch because of um everyone loving pickens so i really i don't know that's kind of where my head is with everything yeah. evans and evans and deontay johnson uh, you know, Deontay Johnson's only 5,300. I think he's a sneaky uh, guy to put in there. And then Evans, as we talked about, I mean, he's going to get his red zone targets. Baker Mayfield doesn't care who he's playing against. He's going to, he's going to throw, he's going to chuck the ball. <laughs> yeah. So Let's... I'm down, I'm down to Evans and, and Johnson here. So we think the Vikings game is going to be high scoring. Yeah. Okay. We think the Vikings game is going to be high scoring because both those teams are going to be bad defensively. So by playing it with Evans, we do get a piece of the other side of the table. You know what I mean? We get a piece of that game. Right. Both sides. And, and you're right. I mean, Johnson playing, you know, Pittsburgh against San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco is obviously one of the top rated defenses in the league. Uh, except for that little, you know, issue they have with guys like Johnson, but um, they get beat by them a lot. But also Pittsburgh is an improved defense and they have D 
TJ Watt, obviously, who's healthy for now and has uh, is one of the best defensive players in the league. So that game could easily be a tight, low-scoring affair, um, even though it is a out-of-conference game. Um, so, but I like the idea of having Evans on the other side of the ball with um, with uh, Cousins in the quarterback slot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again. 6,300. So there's apparently a theme here with our yep. picks. All three of them, 6,300. So, I don't know. It's just, this is one of those ones where I feel like there's so many lower price options. And uh, us, by giving you Evans, Evans, um, excuse me, Evans, Cousins, and I click the wrong guy on the running back position. I feel like a moron. Jones. Um, yeah, Jones. Where is Jones? Um, 6,300. Boom. You know, look at this. You're giving 50. You have an average of 57. I think this is a money build. You're going to go Cousins, run it back with Evans, and then you have Jones who you're going to lean on. So this opens it up for a lot of stuff. So – there you have it. This is how this segment's going to be every single week. Make sure to give my boy Nick a follow at NAA Fantasy. And, uh, you know, we'll be back next week. We do have a couple start-sit questions real quick I want to get to. Again, you can send those questions in, and Nick and I will do them. Question number one, Russell Wilson or Tua? I'll call me crazy, but I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. I think he has the better matchup. He scored 27 and a half points against Las Vegas last year in their first meeting. And that was with Nathaniel Hackett. So call me crazy, but I'm going with Wilson. <laughs> Brees Hall or Dalvin Cook? Oh, Brees, you know, he's still questionable after Thursday's practice. So, you know, even if he does play, I think they're going to ease him into the season and he'll split carries with Cook. So I'm going to actually take Cook overhaul in week one just because I think they're going to give Cook the goal line carries, um, just because they don't want to risk Hall getting a major injury again in week one. Deuce Vaughn or Tank Bisbee? Uh, Deuce is fun to watch, but I'm going to go with Tank. He looked good in the preseason except for one goal line fumble, uh, but he should bounce back from that and could get more end zone carries against Indy this week. Um, Alan Lazard or Zay Jones? I'm going to go with Lazard only because he'll be Rogers' security blanket in his first game as a Jet. Uh, familiar face from Green Bay and with a playoff atmosphere already in week one against the Bills. I think uh, Lazard's going to be just that security blanket for him. All right, my man, Nick. Thanks for coming on. Make sure to send in your starts quick questions. If you have any fantasy football questions, you can DM Nick on X at NAA Fantasy or me at ETOP21Sports on X. Let's make some money, man, and uh, we'll talk next week. Sounds good. Thanks. Please make sure to give my boy Nick a follow at NAA Fantasy on X. Now let's shift our attention over to some CFL with the man, the myth, the legend at XFL Gym. We've reached the part of the podcast where we're talking some CFL and who better than come on than the man, the myth, the legend at XFL Gym on Twitter. Jim, how are you doing today, my man? Doing great, Uncle Rico. Feeling good. Feeling lean. Feeling mean. Relaxing after a nice weekend of Labor Day Classic Games. It was a great weekend. Um, Obviously, Blue Bombers go down. What was your thoughts of that game? 
You were right. I was wrong. I thought the Blue Bombers lived to make the Rough Riders' lives hell, and just they win that game. And you know what? I was wrong. This is A, this is a different Bombers team than we're used to seeing for the past, like, three years. And B, this, uh, this Riders team, frisky, interesting, interesting. I'll say interesting is the word for this Riders interesting team. Interesting. Uh, obviously, our Alex came so close to shocking the world yet again, came up just short. I think they're just going to be a tease like that the rest of the year. Kind of like the, the Lions were last year? Kind of like the Lions were last year, yes. Thanks for that reminder. Um, if you are betting these games, we're going to be using the bet online. We're going to be starting off Friday. Um, the Tiger Cats going on the road, getting four, going on the road against Ottawa, getting four over under 47 and a half. What's say you, my friend? Can we just start off by saying shout out to the CFL for helping your show being able to pick all the games now? Because I don't believe there's a Thursday game for the rest of the season. I know. I know. But with my shift in schedule, it's going to be a bust to get this out in time before this game starts. It'll be something. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, Hamilton's looked really bad. Who's auto to be laying this many points to anybody? Is my thought process. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, exactly. We talked about this in Spring Fever. Do you trust Ottawa to win with margin? God, I love that you've like introduced that into my lexicon. I love saying that now. It's a phenomenal saying, win with margin. Great saying. I don't trust Ottawa to win with margin. I'm going to take the Tiger Cats plus the four and a half here. Yeah, I'm gonna take Any it. thoughts on the 47? Uh, uh, probably just going to stick with – if I if I had any thoughts on it whatsoever, I would play the under. Um I might end up playing this come Friday. Who knows? But I'm probably going to play the under if it creeps up. If it gets to like 48 and a half, 49, I might play the under. I just like taking Hamilton and unders. Their defense is still salty. It's decent. And against an Ottawa team whose quarterback I still don't fully trust, I the, the under is intriguing. Um, Next game, Saturday, Montreal going on the road. To play Toronto, Toronto laying ten and a half over under fifty three and a half. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Um, you know what? Montreal's a good enough team. I think they can cover the spread. I said that last week too when they played BC, and damn it, they almost did. They let me down. Um, yeah, I think I think ten and a half is too many points for this Montreal Alouette. I would team. lean Montreal, but you know what? I'm not going to take it. I'm going to take it. Give me the Alouettes plus ten and a half. Oh man, you're. You're a dirty guy, Jimbo. You are a dirty, dirty guy. I take risks. Um, You know what they say, shoot or shoot. Next game, your beloved Rough Riders, and you're going to make a case why you should take the Rough Riders in the future market, going up against the Blue Bombers, who they literally just beat. Blue Bombers laying eight and a half over under 47 and a half. So I will make a case for the future market because out of all the teams that you believe actually have a shot in the playoffs, I would say level of belief. Obviously, Winnipeg, Toronto, BC, you believe they can make the playoffs and make the Grey Cup. I would put Saskatchewan in that tier as of now. I believe they could make a run in the playoffs. The way they're playing at the moment, they could take on anybody. Any given Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, this team can win. And they're making me believe until they get blown out by one of these teams again, 
I'm going to believe at 16 to 1. Don't hate it. Hate this game. Hate this on the wraparound. Hate it on the back-to-back. This is probably where I eat my words. I'm not going to touch it if I went any direction in any way. It looks like it's going to go to nine. <laughs> yeah. I go, ahead. Would, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to stay far away from it. But if you like the future of the Rough Riders, you have to think they're going to lose this game. You'd probably get a better number the next week. Yeah, probably. Uh, I'm going to play the over in this game. I will play that. Um, so. I think it's going to be a little pointy. I I, I, I don't love it. Uh, like The wraparound is crazy. Yeah, it's brutal playing back-to-back like that, especially if you just pulled off a big upset. Especially these kinds win- of games like Winnipeg. I don't know, man. They just... And Winnipeg always starts slow. I mean, we talked about it last. They haven't covered the last three or four first halves. They're laying five and a half for the first half. It's a little too much. Look, this game to me is just a pure stay away. I want nothing to effing do with this game. Uh, same. Next game, we are going to our beloved Edmonton Elks. Laying two. The Elks, who just won their first road game in how many years, are laying two against the Calgary State First home Peter. game. First home game. In how many years? About almost four years. Give me the give me, like I you have to play the stamps here. Give me the stamps here plus the two. And you know what I'm gonna do just for the people, Jimbo? If 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 Uncle Dave Mason lets me do it. Let's see if Uncle Dave lets me do it. Eric, you know this is a wraparound too. They just played last week. I know, but who are the elks to be laying to? That's a good point. That's ugh, don't love it. They were, say, just, they were just getting points. Yeah. And now just because they're playing at home, you're laying two. Look, give me this. What I'm going to do here Yeah, they is, just got – how many points did they fucking – they just got th- – they got three and a half on the road last week. Now they're laying two at home. Yeah, so you're telling me. they. By the way, they didn't cover plus three and a half last week. Did not cover it. You're telling me. So like Uncle Dave's books being a little little difficult right now. Jeez, so you're telling me. Why is Uncle Dave's book being so bad? That that's worth that big of a swing. Here we go. Let's here. Let's go to football. I pulled up a different book. Football. CFL. Tiger Cats plus one forty two. Stamps plus 105, parlays plus 396. I love it. You know, I mean, that's that's what I'd look look at. Looks, a little, looks like Bet Online is down right now, buddy. Dave. Yeah, Dave, I, I'm seeing that too. Did Step it up. Did you just crash the system, dude? Uh, we crashed it with CFL bets. So, uh, for me, tough slate this game, this week. I really don't like I only like the Tiger Cats and the Stamps. I'll play them straight getting the points and then I'll do a little money line parlay with them. Jim, what are you doing this week? I am playing oh boy. I used bet online to for my picks now I can't see them again. Let me switch over to another book. Come on. Obviously, I'm on. Um, I'm gonna be on Hamilton, plus the points. 
My okay, my plays that I'm gonna actually give out for the people. I'm betting something every game, but the ones I can only recommend to people. Give me Hamilton plus four. Honestly, give me God, I want to take the over in that game too. Uh give me the stamps plus two. Yeah. But I'm still gonna ride Eric. I'm gonna ride this bet into the dirt. Give me the Elks minus a half point first half. Jesus, dude. You're just gonna rock it, dude. Uh, I respect him. I respect yeah, yeah, dude. Jim, I mean, I, hey, it's been four weeks in a row. Play the hot hand. Play. Oh, Eric, Elks minus a half, first half, uh, plus 105. Plus 105. Dude, look at you, dude. Look, even, even bet online classic doesn't even work. Dave. Dave, Dave step up your Dave, game. Dave, what Dave, the Dave, He's Dave, fucking Dave. up, dude. Dave, don't 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 make me message Mr. Burns, dude. There's Dave, and then if you really want to ruffle some pleasures, you go to Mr. Burns. Jim, I'd like to thank you for coming on, talking some CFL. This one book I just went on has the suggested anytime parlay is Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown included. Oh. There's just a little problem though. Kelsey ain't playing. No, he's not. So, Jim, I'd like to thank you for coming on, talking some. Ooh, okay. Maybe this one's going to be a little juicier. Let me see here. Oh, I have plus 446 parlay here on this book. I Yo. like that. I like this a little bit more. Jim, I'd like to thank you for coming on, talking some CFL when you tell the people where they can find you, my friend. You can find me everywhere at XFL. Jim, I do a rotating cooking slash uh gambling show every thursday where um i we play like actual roulette i give the chat i give people that come on chips to play with at the roulette wheel or blackjack we do some slots it's a fun time we're gonna do that every thursday every other thursday and then every other thursday besides that you get a little chef jim action obviously i'm gonna have like cfl jim come out for the cfl playoffs he's gonna be making a big appearance it's gonna be a big fun time I got, I'm with this guy every Saturday for the college football tailgate and spring fever every Wednesday night. What time is your cooking show? 9 p.m. Central. Okay. It's a late, right. it's a late one. It's a late one. Jim, I'm going to do my damnedest to be there. I'll send you links, Eric. I'll send you links, but it's, it's late just to warn you. I'm going to do my damnedest. Jim. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you. Make sure to give my boy Jim a follow. Make sure to check us out this Saturday morning on the College Football Tailgate, sharing all the bets we're locking in for college football. Until next week, my friend, please make sure to give my boy Jim a follow at XFLJim on all social media. Now, we are at the part of the podcast where I'd be introducing my man Brandon, but unfortunately, because of work, he cannot be here. So I am going to go through the bets. He texted me. He is on Byron, Kyle Bush, Joey Logano, and Ryan Blaney. For me, only two bets here because NFL and college are going on. I don't want to have too much exposure to what's happening and want to money management. I did Byron plus 750. Fourth best average finish here among active drivers. Last eight finishes. Third, sixth, 16th, 6th, 9th, 8th, 10th, 5th. He's great at this track on track types this season. First, third, first, second, eighth, fourth. Look, 
Byron's a machine. I absolutely love Byron here. I'm getting plus 750, great number. Next one, I'm taking Alex Bowman, top 10, plus 125. Fifth best average finish here. Two top 10s here last year. Last 10 races here, six top 10s. Last five, three. Last three, two. Similar tracks this year. Vegas, he ran third. Michigan, he was leading laps, but he unfortunately crashed. So there you have it. My two bets are William Byron at plus 750 and Alex Bowman plus 125 to finish in the top 10. And my boy Brandon is going with William Byron and Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, and Ryan Blaney. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. Make sure to check out the ETOF 2-1 Sports Show this Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern with Wade from Wade's Bets. Let's cash some tickets. Let's make some money. Until next week, boys and girls.